Blake Snell wants to be a Seattle Mariner and news outlets throughout baseball are reporting different players the Mariners may be interested in this offseason. Welcome to a very special Monday episode here of the Hit It Here podcast, episode 34. We're going to two podcasts a week here. Now that we are over on Believe, and we're also at the end of this going to talk about some of your questions that you guys left us on Twitter. But first, Joe, how are you? I am doing very, very good. I am very excited to talk about Blake Snell today. But before we get into it, if you guys are listening on the audio end on Spotify or on Apple, make sure to leave a five-star rating on your preferred podcast platform. And if you're on YouTube, leave a like, subscribe. We're going to be doing off-season content all off-season long. Duh. But Blake Snell, hometown guy. We've been pounding the drum for it for, I mean, when did the Mariners get eliminated from the playoffs? Not to remind everybody of sadness and despair, but ever since then. It's like basically October or like September 31st. Or right, like right, right, right. Wake me up when September ends. Blake Snell was a Seattle Mariner in a lot of people's minds because it just made sense. It made a ton of sense. But does it really make that much sense for the Mariners? We've got a ton of pitching on this staff. Colton, what did we hear from Blake Snell or just about Blake Snell in the last like 24 hours? Yeah, our good, good friend, Boo Bob Nightingale, came out and had this to say in his article with USA Today. He said that free agent starter Blake Snell would love to sign with his hometown team, the Seattle Mariners, but they don't have a need for starting pitching. The Philadelphia Phillies are the favorite to sign him while letting Aaron Nola walk away. Blake Snell. It makes a lot of sense. Again, like we said, hometown guy. There are some concerns there, but I think it was, was it Spotrack or maybe MLB Trade Rumors or something that projected him to sign like a $23 million a year deal. Yeah, I think that's his average value. Yeah, yeah, AAV. Yeah, no, no, not for $23 million when Blake Snell is someone who does not control the strike zone very well. Very good pitcher, mind you, probably going to win the National League Cy Young. Oh, easy. Um, And I think that it it makes sense if you're going to be trading off one of your young starting pitchers. But if you're going to do that, you need to sign Blake Snell first. You have (laughs) to sign Blake Snell before you trade one of those guys. But Joe, what do you think about this from from Boob? From Mr. Boob Newton Goon, I I mean, it makes sense. I do, I can see it for the Phillies as well, as much as it would like, I would enjoy Blake Snell and the Mariners in the capacity that we just signed another reigning Cy Young because it went so well for us so far with Robbie Ray. But not to just like... Why would you say that? The co- the comments hey, don't worry are going to... Don't worry about oh. it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I again, if realistically... We're getting Blake Snell. That's a three-headed monster when we already had a three-headed monster. So then it's a four-headed monster now with Logan Gilbert, Blake Snell, George Kirby, and Luis Castillo from the bottom to the top. Theoretically, right? Unless you trade Gilbert, but that's not the point. There's no reason that you don't want the Mariners to bring in premier talent when they have the ability to. And when there's a want and a desire from both ends. Maybe not both ends, because the Mariners, you know, whether or not they see him as a fit, that is, I guess, the biggest caveat of this. Whether or not they want to bring in Blake Snell, and you mentioned the issues with his strikeouts, and or not, whoa. The issue is that his strike, he strikes out too many people. The issue with his walks, right? His ability to control the zone, there's issues there. And like I was saying, for the Phillies, it makes sense, I think, for them to pair him with Zach Wheeler if they just let Aaron Nola walk for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know what's going on in that end for Nola and his camp with Philadelphia, but Blake Snell, I mean, the Phillies should be in the market to replace him. Blake Snell's the answer. And you're talking about his AAV, $23 million from Spotrack. And will be trade rumors. Obviously, did their free agency prediction, whatever, shenanigans. Seven years, 200 million is the contract. A lot of these contracts in that article, by the way, are bananas. 
And the three teams there are the Phillies, the Red Sox, and the Dodgers, not the Mariners. Obviously, that was released well before this article from Bob Nightingale on USA Today had been published. And this conversation and this, you know, dialogue has been floating around that Snell wants to be a Mariner, but it's kind of like the ball is in the Mariners' court. With that, do you think that he might take, like, if, say, 7-200 is what his camp's shooting for, is he going to take a discount to be in Seattle? I don't really, like... I don't know if that's necessarily feasible for a guy that's going to be winning a Cy Young award. Yeah, what's that? What's that math? <laughs> what? Just just, just south of thirty million. Twenty nine. We're rounding up twenty nine million dollars a year. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um. No. He'd have, no. He'd no have chance. to take a discount. <laughs> if I'm the Mariners, I am not offering Blake Snell over twenty. Okay. He'd have to take a hometown discount, in my opinion, because it makes no sense, in my opinion anyway, to go out and offer a guy a crap ton of money when your obvious need is a bat, a, yeah. a good bat. That is money that if this is the scenario, if you're willing to offer $30 million to a guy, it needs to be Shohei Otani. Sure. No, like, like obviously, you know, a lot of fit, a lot of moving parts there, but it needs to be a guy like Shohei Otani. Uh -huh. You should not be offering that much money to anybody else on this market. And for the Mariners, they don't. Blake Snell is a luxury that you don't need. And again, if you were to go out and trade, you know, Bryce Miller, what have you, then sure. But there's so many moving parts there where if you sign Blake Snell for this and all of a sudden you can't get the package you want for Bryce Miller or Brian Wu. And now you're like, well, shoot, we have way too many guys right now. Obviously injuries happen and whatnot. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't really see the fit. And it makes sense for, for Blake Snell. Of course, you want to pitch for his hometown team. Same thing that happened with Trevor May. Maybe the Mariners just hate guys from Seattle, except unless your name's Taylor Saucedo. You know yeah. what I mean? That there's the Thoughts? one exception. Thoughts? Yeah. So I don't know what he'd be willing to take with the Mariners. Maybe even if he'd be willing to do like a, he's going to want to cash in though. After a Cy yeah. Young. This is going to probably so, be his last contract. I would guess. Yeah. Maybe. So I, I like, I would say, you know, if he wants to take a one year deal to come play for Seattle, which he most <laughs> certainly doesn't, but if he did, then sure. Yeah. Offer him 25 million, but it just doesn't make sense to me. And again, Blake Snell, I know everyone's pounding the table for him. He's Robbie Ray. Blake Snell is Robbie Ray. He said it, folks. You want, you want another? You want, let's have another. Yeah, I think another thing with that, though, is peak SpongeBob reference. How many people do you think get that in the comments right if, now? If comment right now if you know what that episode is. Let's first. have another. Let's have another. Okay. If we're signing Blake Snell first before making one of those trades, that, I think, would create such chaos in... Just like the circles of like the players that are like constantly like, you know, chatting, hanging out, training together in the offseason. And I guess like the clubhouse, even though it's not really the clubhouse because it's the offseason, they're not really there. But in a theoretical clubhouse would get really messy. I they're think. like, which one of us is going to go? No, literally, yeah. yeah. Like it's like they're pointing <laughs> each other out, like who's going to get the short end of the stick? Like it would be so, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I just, I wouldn't want to like mess with that, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. And I get that. And the Mariners are in a tough spot because, like like you just said, you signed Blake Snell before, and you're like, okay, which one of us is going to go? But then if you sign, if you trade one of those guys and then you go to sign Blake Snell and stuff, like, nah, I'm going to go sign with the Phillies, then you're you're screwed. Then you yeah. have Marco starting in that spot or Emerson Hancock starting in that spot, and you can't have that next year. You just can't have one of those guys. Of course, injuries, again, can happen, but provided everyone's healthy, you cannot have Marco Gonzalez or Emerson Hancock taking the ball for you every fifth day. You can't consistently and, throughout 2020 right right yeah. once in a while sure whatever but mm -hmm. yeah i like it if marco gonzalez or emerson hancock gets 20 plus starts next year uh, that's a that's a problem yeah it's a problem for the mirrors without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You said it pretty, as plain as day as it can be, that if we've got the money to spend on a pitcher like Blake Snell, why can't we just go spend it in terms of helping the offense? And that same article from Trade Rumors that was listing all these predictions and projections, whatever, there's a couple bats listed in there that some of the writers said that, you know, their prediction is the Mariners. And Colton, who is that first guy there? Yeah, the first guy for me is Lord Escariel Jr. Um, I've talked a lot about him in... Uh, some of the videos that I've done. I like Guriel Jr. quite a bit. I think he fits the Mariners really, really well. Just taking a look at his 2023 numbers, which of course were with the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was 29 years old, played in his first All-Star game. He had 261, 309, 463 with a 108 OPS plus down in the desert. 108 is the second lowest of his career since his rookie year at 106. Uh, career hitter, he's a 279, 324, 466 hitter with about a 115 OPS plus. He's a good player, uh, can play the outfield corner position. So he's a guy that I like quite a bit, and he is right-handed. And they, they say he can play second base. You're not going to put him in second no. base. <laughs> he's no Mookie but Betts. He's no Mookie Betts. I'm not sure what the contract would look like for Guriel. I don't know if uh, SpotRack had that. But, yeah, Gurriel's a guy that I think fits in pretty well. How do you feel about Lourdes Gurriel Jr.? So, for the Trade Rumors article, the projection for this contract was four years, $54 million. Can you wrap your head around that figure? Four fifty-four? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I okay. mean, what's that? Like, what are we talking, $11 million a year? Or... Whoa, buddy. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. 14? 14? Yeah, ar- around 14, because... If it was 15, it would be 60, so a couple less. Yeah. So Carry the one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So around like $14 million a year for Guriel Jr., who, you know, if it's four years, you're getting him till his age 34 season. If I'm not mistaken, you said he was 29 last year. So it would carry into, you know, his mid-40s. And realistically, you're getting it. What? 40s. Mid-30s. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> We're losing Neither it. of us can do math. All We're right. losing it. The Monday episode. <laughs> we don't know how to act. You're getting him until his mid-30s. And theoretically, the player's prime lasts until probably the very early stage of the 30s, like 32. So you're getting him at the end of his prime or his peak, hopefully. And, you know, if he goes out and we get him and he puts up another, you know, 105 to 115 OPS plus for $14 million, that's not that bad, in my opinion. It could be worse, you know. Not great. It's not great, but I think it could be worse. And... One of the biggest issues that the Mariners had in 2023 that they've talked about a ton in terms of trying to reduce their strikeouts. Colton, what was Guriel Jr.'s strikeout rate last year? And what's his career strikeout rate? Just for, you know, a little cherry on top. Guriel's strikeout rate in 2023 was 17.4%, uh, second lowest of his career from 2022. His career strikeout rate is right around 19.6%. Guriel doesn't strike out that much. He also walks career 5.7% of the time. So he's a guy that... Gets on base pretty well, controls his zone, honestly, better than half the Mariners lineup. So, I don't know. It just, it just makes sense, in my opinion, to add a guy like Lourdes Gurriel. He's, the most he struck out in a season was 2023, where he struck out 103 times. A. Eugenio Suarez did that by, like, June. Yeah, he so. was. Those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those up. A guy that is in the same conversation with 
being linked to the Mariners as a potential destination, but has had problems with strikeouts, is J.D. Martinez. Now, J.D., I think, is a completely different beast in terms of what we're getting from him at the plate compared to Gurriel Jr. J.D. Martinez, he's not going to play a lick of an inning in the outfield, right? And in the Trade Rumors article, he's linked to the Mariners for two years, $40 million. If we brought in, say, just those two guys, those are like the, the DH and our corner outfield bat that we brought in. Is that, like, how are we feeling? I'm fine with that. But you still need to go out and add to the bench, so okay. don't love it. But like, if those are the only two guys you bring in, no, nah. But I mean, more. twenty million. You're adding thirty-four million dollars to the payroll of a payroll that's at like what one forty, one fifty something right now. Mm. So you're heading towards the upper echelon of where the Mariners have been in the past. I think that JD Martinez does fit really well again, a right-handed power hitter that the Mariners kind of desperately need. Maybe he'd be Teo, you know, what Teo was supposed to be for the Mariners. Mm -hmm. Uh, J.D. Martinez in 2023, 113 games with the Los Angeles Dodgers. He hit 271, 321, 572 with a 134 OPS plus. He also slugged 33 home runs with 103 RBI, but Mm -hmm. he struck out 150 times and he struck out 150 times the last three years. Doesn't walk all that much. I don't know. He's a guy that I like quite a bit. And J.D. Martinez is somebody that, again, is going to strike out. And he's going to strike out kind of a lot in the middle of that order. J.D. Martinez is... How bad is yeah, it? Go ahead and just cut that J- really quick, Joe. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, We don't need to talk about it. We don't want to talk about J.D. Martinez's strikeout percentage throughout his, his career? His strikeout percentage of 31.1% last year. Throughout his career, you know, 24.7. Not as bad as I would have thought. Uh-huh. But last year was the highest of his career at 31.1. Yeah, I mean, he is aging he is on the older end we this yeah, would likely 36 be, next year it's his last contract that he's probably gonna get and mm-hmm. would it make sense for him to come hang out with the mariners i don't know nope. necessarily if it does but i don't hate the fit either so long as like you're saying we add to the bench and the other outfielder that we got in this offseason via trade or free agency was a more contact driven guy that would help the line keep moving as the Mariners want to continue to, you know, put the ball in play, put the bat on the ball, as opposed to striking out in big moments like they did plenty of times in 2023. I I don't know. 33 and 103 for home runs and RBIs, it's not going to necessarily translate to the Mariners and T-Mobile, mainly because the Dodgers have a much more potent offense than the Mariners. But I think if you get the right pieces to surround him, it can still work out. And in that same vein, like Teo likely could still work out if, say, some, you know, by magic, you know, little dust sprinkled on, they come back. Like, it could work out. And two, he could two, be that DH. Two years, $20 million a year. Who do you bring back? Teo or do you bring in J.D. Martinez? Man. Same contract, everything. Who are you bringing in? I feel like I'd lean Teo because he's Same. younger, but I'd say J.D. is the more proven hitter. So it's yep. just like a matter of whether or not Father Time's going to catch up or if the home road splits were just a false narrative for Teo last year. It's really tough to say. Yeah, I, I would also lean Teo. He can play the outfield. Not very well, but he can. Great arm, though. Uh, mm-hmm. It just gives you more 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 options. And like you said, he's younger. We already know he's a good clubhouse fit. And mm-hmm. his bat can play in T-Mobile Park. It just didn't last year. 
I mean, he's he had historically hit very well at T-Mobile Park prior to 2023. Didn't work out in 2023. We could talk about a million different reasons. They both strike out a lot. I think I would go with Teo, but I do agree that J.D. Martinez is the more proven hitter, a guy who is probably less affected by park effects like that. A sure. guy who I think is affected by a lot of things is Tim Anderson, who was the next person listed for the Mariners uh, in the free agent class this year. Joe, what are your thoughts on Tim Anderson? Let let them cook. No, uh, Tim Anderson, one year, twelve million in this MLB trade rumors article. I just, I don't know. It's not. I don't. I don't see it. I don't like it. If you want a right-handed compliment to Josh Rojas to allow him to be the more utility guy in the infield, which is something you are, I think, pretty akin to this offseason is going out and upgrading at second base to a certain degree. We're not going to go out and like. We're not going to go out and try and acquire like prime Jeff Kent. You know, that's not who we're trying to go out and get. That's a name. That's a name. That's a, <laughs> that's a pull and a half. Okay. We're not, that's not who we're trying to go get. It's just, you know, upgrades to allow Josh Rojas to not have to take everyday innings. Is Tim Anderson the answer there? I don't necessarily think so. He's been on the decline, what, the last two years pretty steadily. And he's leaving a very bad situation in Chicago, I would say. Like, the White Sox are just in the dirt. Would a change of scenery maybe help him? I don't I don't doubt that one, one bit at all. I just don't see it with the Mariners, personally. Yeah, let me bring up Tim Anderson's splits here really quick. Because, yeah, like you said, as a right-handed compliment to Josh Rojas, sure. In 2023, uh, against left-handed pitching, Anderson had about 130 plate appearances. He had 304, 331. 384 and then versus right-handed pitching he hit 226 272 266 so he's very much a way better hitter versus left-handed pitching Mm -hmm. overall for the year uh anderson had hit 245 286 296 with an ops plus of 60 and he came through with one whole home run in 2023 so yeah, and then translating that to T-Mobile, the Marine layer. Good luck. His mm-hmm. slug was 296, bro. That's terrible. That is god awful. Wow. What this was dude was an all-star he, the two years prior. Yeah, I mean, he was in conversation for like top 5 shortstop, I feel like, after that 2021 campaign. When he didn't he lead the MLB in hits or like something? Mm, what did he no, lead? He, uh, was it average nothing. that he was high in? I mean, 309, he wasn't, sure. I mean, he wasn't tops in anything. He okay. was, in 2020, he was MVP 7, where he, when he hit uh, 322. Okay. In 20, 2019, he led the all of the majors with a 335 average. Maybe that's what I was thinking of, it was 2019, not 2021. Yeah. But regardless, I think it's much past his time. And the change of scenery, I don't see it with Seattle. I mean, he's, he's only 30 years old. He'll be 31 next year. So yeah. a one year 12. I mean, if you're, if listen, I'm not going to nitpick the the cost here because it's the marriage front office. I don't care how much they have to spend, but one year 12 for Tim Anderson, you can do better than that. Maybe not on the free agent market, but you can do better than that throughout the trade market or what have you. You can use that money in a better way. So one of the guys that you may think is a better use of that money, Joe, is Adam Duvall. How how are we feeling about old man Adam Duvall coming to the Seattle Mariners? I don't know if I necessarily agree that's a better use of the money. I think it's a better fit than Tim Anderson would be in terms of that as far as like a veteran guy. I mean, he's a lot older, but he's a right-handed outfielder. He could come in and, you know, provide you some maybe decent innings. He got to a really hot start in Boston last year and then unfortunately got injured. I don't really know how the rest of his season went last year, but to me that would that just smells like AJ Pollock again, which I don't love. 
I'd say it's better than AJ Pollock, but yeah. Okay. In 2023, again, keep in mind this was in Boston, so a pretty hitter-friendly park. Mm -hmm. But Duvall hit 247, 303, 531 with a 119 OPS+. plus. He did hit 21 home runs. He struck out 110 times, however, which was good for a strikeout rate of 31%. He's running a career strikeout rate of 28.7%. Yeah. Uh, he has struck out over 31% of the time since 2021. So, I don't know. I, I don't love the fit. Uh, I'm not sure. Did they have figures on there for how much they no. think it would cost? It was on Sports no. Illustrated, so I'm not really sure on that one specifically. If I had to guess, I would assume similar, maybe a little bit more than AJ Pollock's one year seven last year. Maybe one year nine, one year ten, something like that. But, yeah, that one, I mean, I could see it working. Again, if that is something you're doing to raise the floor of your bench if you want him to be your rotating fourth outfielder say we signed Guriel and Adam Duvall not overly mad at that I just don't know how much playing time he'd get in a similar way that AJ Pollock didn't really see all that much playing time because Jared Kelnick was popping off but also Pollock was not doing well so yeah I just I'm not I'm not in love with the bargain picks from this free agent class necessarily, especially because we got burned so heavily on them last year that it's definitely just leaving a sour taste in my mouth at this point. But that's why I'm I'm in my 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 setup here and not in the front office because I don't have to make the decisions. Yeah, I'm not inspired by any of these picks for the Seattle Mariners so far in all the articles that we've seen. But you know what I am inspired by? You know what? It's you guys over on Twitter at Mojo Mariner on Twitter. We tweeted saying, hey, what questions do you guys have? What free agents or trades do you want to see the Mariners make? And you guys responded. Make sure you guys are following us over on Twitter. We tweeted and said, Mariners fans, we're looking for your questions, trade proposals, anything you want to talk about regarding the Mariners throughout the offseason. Leave them below and you might just end up in one of our videos. And Joe, what started us off? Well, that's the video right here. And Liam McLean at Mariners Access. He's got a great Instagram page. Make sure you guys go follow that as well. Thoughts on Jung-Hoo Lee? I'm all in. I'm Jung all in too. Like, if he's one of the outfielders that we bring in, especially with the figures that Trade Rumors projected, I think there's very, very short on his figures. Five years, 50 million. When I made the Jung-Hoo Lee video, I was at like four years, 64. Five years, 50? If that's what we're looking at, give him 70 for five years i don't care bring him in because mm -hmm. if you're if that's the market that they're setting go over it to make sure he gets here because jung hu lee kbo mvp has an amazing bat to ball skills will not strike out his game will translate in terms of making good contact in the mlb i do not doubt this jung hu lee i want him in t-mobile park next year yeah i was not like that big on jung hu lee but Throughout, like I said, the last few months, you've really convinced me that he's a guy that needs to be here in Seattle, especially with all the Mariners strikeout problems. I think it does make a lot of sense. Um, Vlad the Inhaler <laughs> said, "Trade." Well, let's break this down here because there's a few different things. Yeah. Trade for Newt Bar. Yes or no? I mean, it's going to cost Gilbert, so probably not. So no. Sign Matt Chapman. No, they're expecting no. 150 million. No shot. Are they really? Yes. Dude, MLB trade rumors is high. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, find somebody better than Ty France at first base and trade or free agency. I don't hate that idea, but I mean, we've talked about that. Like, even if it's not somebody is more of like a like a safety net for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Vlad said, sign a pitcher in free agency to lengthen the rotation. Sure. I mean, I don't disagree with that. And you know, we've talked about Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Oh, like, that's not lengthening. That is. That, that is, is that is solidifying the best rotation all of them will be. You're damn right it is. That I point. mean, at that point, you know, then you can trade away for some bats. I don't I don't hate the idea of going outside the organization and signing someone to, I guess, add to this rotation. It'll just be interesting to see how they, 
utilize their funds and how the Mariners decide to go about this offseason because there's a lot of different ways they could go about it. And we've talked about that a little bit, but Joe, let's move on here. What else do we have on this post? So if we're talking about going outside of the organization and signing a free agent pitcher, Mariners fan at Mariners, in my opinion, this team will likely trade either Miller or Wu. So in that scenario, they better go add a free agent pitcher. If it's like a mid-market guy like Seth Lugo or say like a Michael Waka in that area, I could see it to be a, like a number four if we trade yeah. Miller or Wu. But which would you rather see stay with the team and why? I think that I would rather see Brian Wu stay with the team personally. I think that he has more upside. I could be very incredibly wrong on that. <laughs> I just think that his, in my opinion, his stuff, I mean, he just has more pure stuff. Whereas Miller relies so heavily on that fastball that I feel like he doesn't have a whole lot of secondary pitches. I mean, that could change. He's, of course, very young. Yeah. And, you know, first year in the big leagues, he, he didn't need anything more than that fastball down in Arkansas. So... Now that he's, you know, made it to the major leagues, he could take that next step and develop some of those pitches. I think Brian Wu is more polished than Bryce Miller. With that being said, I think that Bryce Miller probably has a higher upside than Brian Wu. It's just, I don't know. There, there, There's more intangibles with Bryce Miller, I think, than there are with Brian Wu. I feel like you know what you have with Brian Wu. So I'd be more willing to trade Miller this offseason. With that being said, Miller has more innings under his belt. Yeah. So maybe you want a guy like that at the back of your uh, the back of your rotation because with Wu, I mean, we we all know how many innings he threw last year compared to previous years. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So I just I I don't know. I think that Bryce Miller would be the guy that I would trade, but I could sorely sorely regret that at some point. I mean, I trading either one, I think you're they're going to be legitimate arms in the major leagues, I think, for at least a decent amount of time. I don't know if they've got the same upside like George Kirby has, but I would agree with you that Brian Wu has more upside than Bryce Miller, in my opinion. Yeah. Moving on to Paul Seawald's stand. He said, I'm thinking we sign Guriel, and that's the only big move we make this offseason. We won't bring back Murphy. Um, mm. Haters going to hate. Lovers going to love. I I would love to bring back Murphy, but yeah. you know, depending on what he's going to see in free agency as far as maybe starter money, if he goes up and becomes a starting catcher for an MLB team, that's great for Tom Murphy. Yeah, right? good for Tom. He get, yeah. He's going to get the bag, but I know there's interest in bringing him back and you know keeping the tandem of Cal and Tom. And that same way, Tom Murphy can then DH a little bit more for us. I think that he showed last year that he could definitely you know hit. He warrants being in the lineup with the way he was hitting last year before he got injured. So that could also be, an, a, like I don't want to say like an answer at DH, because I don't think you want your catcher like your backup catcher to always be out there, you know, swinging, not being like as rested as he could be. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Murphy back. And Gurriel, I think there's there's a lot, I think, that makes sense with Gurriel as well. Based on the way he said it, as that being our only big move, that would suck. Yeah, if that's like the Obviously, one thing we do. Yeah, don't want that to really be the, you know, just stick a pin in it and we're done. Shauna said left field. What do you think about that? I think that's a position on the field for sure, Shauna. As for... How that's going to work for the Seattle Mariners. Obviously, Kelnick is going to be playing a corner outfield position, Julio in center. There are a few guys that do make sense in free agency. Joe, who who you got? I mean, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news for Shauna since Cade Marlowe fan in there, but I don't think it's going to be Cade, realistically. I hope not. Uh, you know, we've talked about it a plenty. Guriel, you could have Jorge Soler even be an option in there. I don't think J.D. Martinez makes a ton of sense out there, but, you know, if you sign him, maybe he plays one game out there in a pinch. We talked about him earlier, Adam Duvall, but I think the one for me that, I, I mean, we're circling back. It's Jung-Hoo Lee. Like, it is ride or die for the KBO MVP, in my opinion. Like, at this state. I don't, like, why not? Why not Jung-Hoo Lee? 
Yeah, especially at the the contract that they talked about uh, in the article for Jung Hoo Lee. He is the perfect guy for the marriage to go out and sign. There's a lot to talk about with Jung Hoo Lee. And Joe, you talked about that in this video on the screen. Now be sure to check that one out. We'll catch the rest of your guys' comments in the next episode of the Hit It Here podcast coming out on Thursday. We appreciate you guys watching this one and go Mariners.